0: You're listening to the RSA Conference podcast, where the world talks security.
1: Hello, Hello. listeners, and welcome to this edition of our RSAC 365 podcast series. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Casey Zirkus, Senior Content Manager with RSA Conference. And today I am joined by Anahi Santiago, who is the CISO at Christiana Care. Today's podcast is sponsored by Quantinium. Quantinium's quantum origin solution helps you to stay ahead of advanced threats. It delivers quantum computing, hardened encryption keys to provably harden the security measures protecting your most valuable data and systems from advanced cyber attacks. You can find out more at continuum.com forward slash cybersecurity also before we get started i want to remind our listeners that here at rsac we host podcasts twice a month and i encourage you to subscribe rate and review us on your preferred podcast app so that you can be notified when new tracks are posted and now i'd like to ask anahi to take a moment to
0: introduce herself before we dive into today's topic anahi over to you so thank you anahi santiago i am the chief information security officer for christiana care Christiana is the largest health system in Delaware, also serving New Jersey, Maryland, and Pennsylvania. I have been there for almost eight years. Prior to that, I spent 10 and a half years at Einstein Healthcare Network. So I've been um, in this capacity in healthcare for a little over 18 years now.
1: Fantastic. And we are definitely thrilled to have you, particularly because we know that the job of the CISO is overseeing the overall security architecture and strategy to mitigate risk. But as the Internet of Things continues to proliferate, new attack vectors create new risk. And so I'm curious if you could maybe talk to our listeners about the specific cybersecurity challenges for you as a CISO in today's telehealth smart home industry.
0: Yes, great question. So If you think about the traditional cybersecurity programs in a healthcare setting, the assets are connected to internal networks that healthcare cybersecurity professionals have visibility into. And through those networks and those connected devices, um, we do a lot of different things to implement sound cyber hygiene. We... Consume logs that we aggregate to be able to correlate and determine if devices are potentially compromised to identify anomalous behavior, um, threat actors potentially attempting to get into those devices, perhaps they're infected with malware. We also do things like vulnerability scanning where we scan the devices to identify if there are any known vulnerabilities that we need to patch and then we automatically can deploy patches to these devices all because they're connected to our network. Um, We also have strong asset management practices where we can see where all of our devices are. And ultimately, what it comes down to is you can't protect what you can't see. And if you don't know if something is potentially vulnerable, you can't effectively protect it. In the home setting, all of that changes. The smart home, where all of the devices are now connected to somebody's potentially home network, we don't have any visibility into that the way traditionally we would. Yet we still have to do all of the right things towards cyber hygiene, such as collect those logs, do vulnerability management, asset management, patch management, so on and so forth. And so this becomes particularly challenging when everything is not connected to the network. And so in order to build a robust security strategy, I think it's really important to socialize to um, healthcare organizations that are looking to endeavor into hospital at home, remote patient monitoring, that cybersecurity really needs to be at the table so that we can collectively develop a cybersecurity framework that enables the use of devices in someone's home while still enabling visibility and the ability to protect them against, you know, emergent threats. And I think that's the most complex component from a cybersecurity when it comes to smart homes and telehealth devices.
1: Yeah. And as I'm listening to, you know, I'm thinking about my own home, right? And my paranoia because I work in this industry of, you know, insisting that my kids and even my husband are updating the software on all of their devices. And, I'd love it if you could maybe talk about some of the standards and best practices that have helped you. I'm, you know, I've heard a lot about network segmentation, right? In the network, but does that idea extend to the home as well? Is that how you kind of work around the potential of all these people in a home connecting to the same network on multiple different devices that open up risk?
0: You know, for us, ultimately, it starts with adopting a framework and following that framework across the ecosystem of everything that we are bound to protect. For us, um, we've adopted the high Trust framework, which is a healthcare cybersecurity framework that is one of the industry leaders. In addition to that, we've also adopted the NIST framework which is not necessarily industry-specific, yet allows us to have standardization in how we implement cybersecurity. And I'd be remiss as a healthcare professional not to also call out the 405D program and the HICCUP framework, which HICCUP stands for Healthcare Industry Cybersecurity Practices. Um, That is a free very consumable framework that healthcare organizations can follow as they're implementing cybersecurity, whether it's in the home or within a network. And so that's where it starts. And from there, we really try to follow the same standards that we have within the four walls of the hospital into the patient's home. And some of that might be specific to segmenting these devices from the typical personal home device. And that's critical because one can assume that a patient's home probably has a default password for their internet router. They probably have outdated workstations that haven't been patched in months or years and are probably riddled with malware. And and, I'm, I'm taking away a lot of credit from patients but when I dialogue with my own personal friends who hear me all the time, I'm constantly you know, spacking my forehead thinking, Why? what are you doing? And so from that perspective, we really need to ensure that we're segmenting the devices that we are deploying to people's homes. Um, in, in some cases, what we do is we actually drop a completely separate network that is protected and guarded by us, as opposed to allowing the patients to connect the devices to their own personal homes. That's not always possible because sometimes we also need you know, the patients to add an app to their phone, which we know is connected to their home. So network segmentation is definitely something that can be done well, but can also become a challenge. And in addition to that, it's all of the other things that I mentioned, right? Vulnerability management, asset management, log management, making sure that we have end-to-end visibility into the devices and are able to effectively manage the security of those devices while being essentially remote.
1: So, you know, in listening to you talk about the different frameworks and standards, um, I know you mentioned the NIST framework, that that's just a piece of the frameworks that you use. You mentioned HICCUP and another specific to healthcare organizations do these different frameworks work as sort of like a jigsaw puzzle that when you put the pieces all together, you see the big picture? Or how do they work to augment the overall security strategy for an organization?
0: Phenomenal question. Each one of these frameworks can stand on its own. So I've mentioned all three of them as a benefit to the listeners that there are multiple you know, choices out there And what I would encourage people is to look at each framework and determine what's best for their individual organizations, because all organizations are different. And what a small to mid-sized healthcare organization may be able to consume is very different than what a large healthcare integrated delivery system would be able to consume. And so each is unique and can stand on its own. There are also what we call crosswalks where we can map the controls in one framework to another should we really need to respond to a particular audit based on one of these frameworks um, and so we can sort of map across depending on which one we've adopted mostly um, to the other ones That's so interesting and
1: I'm wondering if the smaller organizations does just that one framework suffice or it, does is it evidence at all of the sort of Maturity level of the cybersecurity within the organization, if they're able to do those crosswalks that you talked about and use those multiple frameworks to bolster and make a more robust.
0: Yeah, that's a great observation. I I do think that the more mature organizations are able to map across the different frameworks and even easily, I shouldn't say easily, nothing's easy in cybersecurity, (laughs) um, are effectively you know, move between the different frameworks. Uh so, so I'll back up. The hiccup, you know, the healthcare industry cybersecurity practices is a a program, a set of tools and best practices that were designed to be easily adoptable by any healthcare organization across the industry. And so for the smaller to mid sized organizations, I would point them to the 405D program and the hiccup practices. Mm -hmm. They're free, they're designed to be adaptable, they're designed for healthcare. And so for those less mature organizations that are just looking to get started and figure out how to build their cybersecurity program, that's where I would point them to that does not mean that a healthcare organization of our size can't also adopt it and be incredibly successful with it. I'm simply calling out that for the smaller to mid-sized organizations, that's probably a great place to start.
1: Sure, sure, yeah. And what about the work being done by the NCCOE healthcare team? Um, does that at all apply to SMBs or larger organizations? And how is the work that they're doing informing or should it inform a CISO's approach to building out a security strategy?
0: They're, they're doing some really great work. and And I think it applies to the entire industry, regardless of size. And it's really about where an organization is looking to position themselves. But the, you know, the NCCOE, which stands for National Cybersecurity Center of Excellence, which is one of the NIST programs, they work across all industries. They're not specific to healthcare, but their edict is really just to bring industry experts from the industry, from government, from academia, to really look at the challenges that are being faced by the nation's critical infrastructure. And then work collectively to address the real world needs um, and the challenges that are being faced by those critical sectors. And so, in the context of healthcare, um, what that means for us is we're working with them to help advance digital acceleration and adoption, to think about where it is that the healthcare industry needs to move towards to improve patient care. Patient outcomes through digital means while innovating, uh, yet creating a secure ecosystem where innovation can thrive, can produce really strong patient outcomes, and can improve patient safety while really enabling healthcare delivery.
1: So much of what you said just rings true across the cybersecurity industry, right? That it's, you know, we're collaboratively and collectively to face real world needs and real world problems. And, you know, the idea of innovating yet, Needing to create a secure ecosystem for the healthcare industry. It's for the patients. And then, you know, across other sectors, it's for users and others. So, you know, it's fascinating the sector specific things that can be done, but then also the universality of our efforts. So, before we wrap up, Anahe, I would love it if you have any parting words of wisdom for our listeners to share.
0: It's a challenging time in healthcare. But it's also a really exciting time in healthcare. I really do believe, and I'm impassioned by the fact that healthcare technology and the way that we are transforming care through digital means can really have a positive outcome on patients' lives. And you know, for Christiana Care, is highly innovative. We always want to be first to adopt care means through digital ways. And so for me, professionally, it's very exciting to work with organizations like the NCCOE because we can partner to create security frameworks that don't exist. And so the parting words of wisdom that I would have for our listeners is the digital adoption is coming. It's here. Don't put your head in the sand. Work with your clinical and business leaders to develop frameworks and strategies where information security is baked into the overall strategy, as opposed to finding out that the train has left the building and now you have to figure out how to secure it while it's moving at 100 miles an hour. And so reach out to your clinicians, reach out to your business stakeholders, work with them, become a partner, become an enabler so that together we can all create an ecosystem where ultimately patients' lives and their health is improved. And listeners, I'm sure that you heard her
1: passion in that statement as well. Anahi, thank you so much for being here. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. To find products and solutions related to the Internet of Things and device security across critical infrastructure, we invite you to visit rsacomfence.com forward slash marketplace. Here you'll find an entire ecosystem of cybersecurity vendors and service providers who can assist with your specific needs. Please keep the conversation going on your social channels using the hashtag RS. AC and be sure to visit rsaconference.com for new content posted year-round.